and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name's Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and today I'm here with Beiju. Hi Beiju, how are you? Hello Denise, I'm very well, very well indeed. I have no idea what to expect but uh, looking forward to it. You'll love it, you'll love it. So Beiju, what's your business called and what do you do? It's my business called, my business, my, my company business is called On Spirit Global. So On Spirit stands for Entrepreneurial Spirit. What do I do at its core? Um, help people create the life they desire so they can have the lifestyle they desire, whether it's through business or uh, through through their careers, whatever they may be. That's what that's the thing. That's the big thing. But you know, uh, as a, I'm a psychologist by trade, so it's all about mindset, strategy, and taking the action. That's essentially what it is. Yeah, you're really into accountability, aren't you? That's what I know you for because we met on Clubhouse. Yeah. So how do you tie that all in together? Well, thing is, I Clubhouse as we met on Clubhouse, right? I never. I never position myself as an accountability coach or a sniper coach, as they say, right? My style of coaching is this, right? Coach, the whole purpose of coaching is to create an intervention for change, right? If people um, are making changes in their life without a coach, which is fine, is that where's that comfort zone going, right? So as you've been on Clubhouse, like people come and ask a question, don't they? Ask a question, oh, how do I do this? And I'm marketing this and I raise money this and run my business this. And then you get a tirade of advice right? Oh, you should do this, you should do that, which is great. However, if it was just about advice, we can just use Google. It's information galore. So there's a couple of times in Clubhouse, I say, hang on, whoa, 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 you've got some advice. What's the action you're going to take today? Is it a phone call you're going to make? Are you going to change your habit? And that, I just did that by net, that's by net, what's the thing you're going to do? And then tell us as a result of that action, give me, the, what's the outcome? Because an outcome, it gives you a different perspective, which you've got new information to act upon. So I just did that a few times on Clubhouse. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you're the accountability thing. So, but if there's no accountability, there is no there is no output. It was shown that if you if you have an idea, Denise, ninety five percent of the population with an idea, if they take an action without any mentoring, coaching, anything, they're thirty percent likely to to achieve what they want. If they've got a mentor and accountability coach, sixty five percent more likely. If they have that with deadlines, ninety five percent more likely to achieve their thing. So. I've, I've been given the beautiful name of a sniper coach and I'm owning it. I'm going to own it. Bring it no, on. You're good, at, you're good at it though because I had a challenge a couple of weeks ago. What was it? Oh, it was my rebranding of the business and I had so much work to do and I was getting swamped with it and you made me send you a list of all of the emails that I had to write and then mm. confirm the next day that I'd done it and I did it and it was it it gave me the accountability that I needed to get that work done. So let me ask you this, right? What happened before that conversation for you? What was going on that you didn't take the action? I was overthinking it. I was just right. overwhelmed by the amount of work that I had to do. Right. So the work they had to do still remained the same. But then what did I say that allowed it more manageable? You basically told me to just get it fucking done. Yeah, but what? But before get done, but then it's okay. But you had more clarity. Actually, oh, what yeah. really needed to get done? You had this over. What actually? Actually, it was just four. Four. I had to get clear on this and send these emails. Because yeah. by sending the emails, then you're making a commitment to someone else and you're not going to let them down. Yeah. And that was exactly it. Like listing out. And it made me think through the things that needed to be done too and not kind of then, you know, go off on the little yeah, world that yeah. we do when we're, we're doing business yeah. and we find other things to do to occupy our brain when we should just be doing the thing that needs to be done at the exactly. time. Because when you're overthinking, you're overthinking, you're overthinking, you're overthinking. So you don't have clarity. So then when you've got someone saying, whoa, 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 what is the thing here? And for you, it's like, actually, um, I, I need to get these things done. And then I ask, well, who would benefit? These people, right? Send an email that you're going to do it, 
all of a sudden you go, oh, okay. And we have a thing called pride. We don't let ourselves down or anybody else down. And then we find the resource to get action. It's like, say you had an accident, right? And a car accident and your child was under the car. All of a sudden, I hear these stories where you found the strength to lift the car. So in that moment when it's needed, it happens. And that's the power of accountability. When you're in that moment and you've got nowhere out, you find you find something within you. You think, oh my God, I can do it. And that's the power. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. What got you into coaching? So my background is in psychology. I used to be, um, you know, I'm not a traditional entrepreneur, you know, selling crisps in the playground, nothing like that. So I, you know, tradition. Mine was bracelets. Old. Yeah, it was a bracelet. <laughs> oh, that, that, that subtle, was it? Oh, okay, I thought it would be my something else. <laughs> You did do like parties in the in the in the playground. So I so traditional. No, that was later. I'm sure there was. I was a traditional Asian background, you know, where you have to go education, university, all that. So I didn't. I didn't believe there was any other option but to go to university and then get a career. And so originally it was accountancy. I'm no good at that. But then I discovered psychology. So I did a degree in psychology, and my first job was a psychology lecturer. And then I wanted to be a sports psychologist. So um, I did a master in sports psychology. And then they had this sort of, uh, this point, this two choices. Well, I got married, had a kid, and then I got this sales job. And I thought, okay, let me do the sales job for a few months, and then I'll go and do my sports psychology. But the thing with sales is that if the whiteboard's got no deals, you ain't got a sales job. But fortunately, I was getting deals. Now, when you're getting deals, you earn good money in sales. So all of a sudden, I was earning more money in one month than I did in six months teaching. So I thought, let me stay there for a few months, and then I'll do my sports psychology. End up being there for nine years. And then during those end of those years, I was like, you know, I want to do my own thing. And coaching started to come in the UK. There was like the coaching academy back in 2001, whatever. So I thought, let me go and see what this coach is about. And I found that coaching was a practical application for all the things I learned in psychology. So, wow, I can, because psychology is quite a dry subject. Psychology in its own entity is not very useful in terms of changing behaviors, helping others. You've got to do therapy, psychology, coaching or whatever. So that's what I found. So that's how I got onto it. And then 2006, did the old Tony Robbins rah-rah, changed my mindset, you know, realised, yep, I'm going to do this, otherwise I'll keep on waiting forever. And then, uh, yeah, left October 14th, 2007 to start my business. And that's it. Never look back. Never look back. How's it been impacted by the pandemic? So most of my services are, so I had to run group programmes, I run group um uh, accelerators and masterminds and stuff and a few one-to-one uh, some corporate clients so as far as the group stuff are concerned because everybody's in the same situation that just went online so that had no impact but the corporate stuff stopped so because they're they full of their workers so in that respect one kept me on in sort of you know as a retainer but the rest sort of stopped so in terms of the work that I do if anything it's more needed now but people's mindsets are you know where do I spend money here? It's like the first thing that goes is training and marketing when they think of cutting expenses. But they're the two things that actually you need to invest in. Because if you're if you don't keep your 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 knife sharpened, you're not gonna have you're not gonna be incisive in terms of your decision. So in that respect, it didn't really impact me in terms of, you know, oh I had to furlough or get bounce sweat loans or anything like that. It was it was fairly stable. You just pivoting in the way that I was delivering as opposed to face-to-face or doing events it came online like like most others so but now excited to go out get out there and um and do my thing yeah I think it was the same for me I mean I did a lot of the stuff that I do online anyway but I really kind of dialed down on the whole spending more money on advertising and marketing and really getting my name and face out there rather than hiding away which a lot of businesses 
did but I, I understand why they did I mean especially as I work in the salon industry you know everyone's shut so it but it, it's given me an opportunity to kind of get out there and help more people and I think that's what a lot of people have made the decision to do with their businesses too which is great so yeah. where do you see your business going in the future then Beiji? You know, it's like I've got, you know, Clubhouse, where we met on Clubhouse, is made, it's forced me to be much more disciplined in terms of my systems and processes. They're, they're okay before, but there was, Clubhouse allowed me to realise that actually there's more holes in it. Because all of a sudden, I was getting a volume of interest through DMs on Instagram or wherever it is, and people, you know, messaging me, wanting one through another. If, Hang on, I'm losing, there's not a system that's strong enough so it's forced me to which is fantastic which is great so and i one of the things that i was um, developing before the pandemic was a platform a platform using ai technology where we my vision is that everybody in the world gets exposure to entrepreneurial thinking and the reason i say that is entrepreneur the word entrepreneur the original definition comes from a sanskrit word that sanskrit word is athena prana directly translated means inner motivation self um, inner spirit hence hence on spirit so everybody's got this drive. So my vision is that, and with that drive, they have a certain way of thinking in terms of, in order for them to create create something. Now it could be a business, could be a charity, could be whatever it may be, that serves them. So I'm thinking with that way of thinking, most people can have the life they want. So my vision is to create a platform where we create what we call personalized learning experiences. So when someone comes on a platform, there could be resources, there could be books, there could be courses, connections. But we use AI technology to determine where they're at and then suggest their next best step. I'll go and meet this person, take this course, do that. So my vision is to create a platform, uh, an app whereby people uh, I can, can develop their own learning, a lifetime learning experience, so they continue to develop. You know, we've been, being in business, Denise, you know that. There's ne you never, once you think you've got it, you know you haven't, right? You're always learning. But I've when, spoken about this all day yesterday, interestingly. Right. But when you've got an employee mindset, someone who works in a corporate, they think, oh, I've arrived here. If I get my paycheck, I don't need to learn anymore. I just keep my head above water, I'm done. And then they realise, actually, they're settled. There's more to it. Whereas when you're running your own thing, you're constantly learning. Where people sometimes um, get, uh, uh, get, there's an Achilles heel or they fall down, is they learn the wrong things at the wrong time. Oh, I need to know strategy. No, you just need to action. Oh, I need to... Um, uh, go on a, a mindset retreat. You self care. You may need to, but also there's a few lower hanging fruit you need to you need to address first. So it's understanding, and then having the right people, the right mindset and resources allows you to to do that. So that's the vision for the platform. So that's why we surround ourselves with the people that we do surround ourselves with on Clubhouse too. I mean, I know I talk a lot about Clubhouse these days because I spend an awful lot of time on there, but I do surround myself with the people who inspire me. I'm not great around the ones who are all about willy wagging and how bloody amazing they are because it just doesn't doesn't inspire me doesn't help me yeah. doesn't you know give me any more tools in my business other than you know the ability to roll my eyes at great magnitude but you know the people that i have found that are inspiring they're the people who are constantly saying that they're working on themselves they're working on their business you know they do have imposter syndrome they're constantly in and out of the flow of the business i mean you yourself have been into rooms with you where you're saying i just don't feel it today this something off yeah. there's something not balanced and that re that really resonates with me because i am 
you know I'm heading for world domination that is always my my aim in life you know I really will dominate the world but I know that I'm doing that step by step and mm. and what I say to everybody who works with me is that it's one step ahead every single day and that's what I need to take and even on the worst days I can always pinpoint that one step that I took forward and they're the people that I surround myself with on clubhouse not the people who are like you know like, yay I'm the best thing in the whole entire world because mm-hmm. once you've got there that's a hell of a pedestal to fall off of. And that's just not for me at all. Plus, I don't find that it helps anyone to kind of be that type of person. So what got you into finding those people on Clubhouse? Why did you resonate with that sort of team? When you think about Clubhouse is very different to any other platform, right? When you think about Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn is you go on there and you position or post something and then you can go away and it sits there. And then other people are engaging with that piece of content commenting or liking it whereas clubhouse is real time you have to be there you can't schedule a voice you can't put a recording there we can put a recording but that's all recorded rooms but essentially you have to be there so what happens is when you're there say you go to a networking event or like a a conference or somewhere is you 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 understand the vibe there and um if you don't feel it you don't feel it clubhouse is the same thing they're very clever you know they've got that leaf quietly so they understand you could go in the room the people you follow will be de- will determine your hallway. So it's it's a natural echo chamber. You're going to resonate. You, by definition, if you don't like a room or don't like the people, you won't follow them. That means you won't see them again. So it's a self-fulfilling uh, prophecy in terms of it will give you what you need as long as you reuse it the right way. And then when you go in the rooms where it resonates with you and you've got the right energy, it's like you know all ships rise in, this, in the wave. We all rise. And we all great. We all great. So when you get someone coming there who's slightly off, who's slightly left field, who's slightly not uh, with the community, it, it stands out like a sore thumb, right? They think they're clever. They think that, oh, and I've been rebellious. But it stands out like a sore thumb because you think, actually, where's your mindset at that you feel being dis- disruptive is what this group needs? So it's just the one of the most powerful things. It's, it's changed the way I look at this, the way I've done my business, the connections I've made. You know, I wouldn't met you for crying out there, and that's made it. If Clubhouse goes tomorrow, I met Denise. Happy days. Jack, well, that's that should be on everyone's T-shirts for when we meet on Saturday. Thank God for Clubhouse, I got to meet Denise. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. So, yeah, it's been sensational. And, and, and I'm definitely going to get that all over everywhere today when I'm on social media. <laughs> But you know, I, I completely resonate with you, and especially when you were talking about the people who walk into the room and kind of off balance things. It before Clubhouse, I would have just thought, oh, what a dickhead. But now I genuinely do think what's wrong for them at this time that that has led them to act this way. Mm. I really do think about their mindset and stuff like that. And yes, I was into mindset and and meditation and mindfulness and you know, all of that before, but hearing it in people's voices is so different i can feel their energy when they speak and that's what's helped me find the right people for me because i can sense and you can tell that when you're hearing someone you can say bs right the bs radar i can smell it off the off the chart because someone coming from they might get away once or twice giving some advice or a bit of you know um insight about something right and then you think they're going to another room if they're not genuine there's like incongruency with what you said and they don't practice it because then you see their Instagram, you see their Facebook, LinkedIn. There's not a congruency with what they say. They're regurgitating some theory, and you get found out because then you're asked a question back, right? And see how you because you can't you can't say, "Oh, great question," but um, um, let me come back to you. Fucking hell! 
And then you find some people try and answer questions they're not qualified to answer just to look good. Yeah. Right? I love that because I call the shit out of that. Yeah. Like I really, I said, well, okay, what's going on here? Where do you want to take that to the next level? And you don't, so people then, okay, where do I need to speak? So sustain your lane and people want to hear you. It's fantastic. I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, it's been great for my business because I do do such a technical business. And like you said, it, it, it can be really dry. So I can't glamorize it. You know, it is what it is. And I, but I am a very big personality. So when you speak to me, initially, it's kind of like a bit marmite And I know I, I met quite a few people at first. You ain't marmite. Like, oh. You ain't marmite. You might be peanut butter, but you ain't marmite. Yeah. But loads of people at first were like, Smooth oh, peanut not butter. Sure. Smooth peanut butter. Not even the lovely one, right? It definitely ain't marmite. Anyway. But people which, at which first... Spread am I? Which spread am I then? Your... Are we going there? Who is it? Surveyors yeah. we're talking to here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah which which spreadable would beige you be? oh my god we actually so, go in there we're going yeah, there. right that's going to be all over social media later as a poll on linkedin which spreadable is beige you? <laughs> okay okay you ain't got the bottle <laughs> bet you i have but anyway <laughs> loads of people had that kind of misconception that i was something or other when i went into rooms because even though I'm not actually as confident as people think I am, I, I do just have the ability to speak freely because I know how important it is to my business. So mm. it's not that I'm putting it on or anything. It is who I am, but um, I will put my hand up and I will help people because it's, it's who I am as a person and I love that. But it did make a lot of people go, oh, I'm not sure. And then the more rooms I did and the more people asked me technical questions and put me on the spot and I answered them because I love what I do. I am one of those people that really, really loves what I do. That really helps people to go, Denise is a bit much, but you'll get used to her yeah. and she's amazing. And that has been incredible for my business yeah. because they'll, they then talk about me unknowingly and say, you know, get her into your room because she's really funny because she'll say the things that she doesn't yeah. think anyone else will say. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. it's been great for me to be able to just be myself and not feel like I have to you know, script something on social media. Is that been the same for you? Because you've got a big personality too. Well, I hope so. I hope so. You know, when I first came on Clubhouse, first two weeks, complete headless chicken all over the shop. They didn't know what it was. The thing is, I joined Clubhouse on Boxing Day and two days before that, my dad, it was my dad's funeral on, on Christmas Eve. He passed away early December. So the whole of December with the lockdown was just like, just just, you know, just all over the shop. And I made a decision, I'm not going to do any business in January. I'm just going to, um, just take some time out because my head wasn't in the right place. And then Clubhouse come along, right? And the the people that we know are sort of the massive 50, 60, 70,000. I know all them personally, right? So I know them in real life. I know them personally. I've worked with some of them. And they've, they, obviously you can see like most of the British people between sort of Christmas Day and sort of uh, mid-Jan, a lot of the British crowd came on Clubhouse. So the first two weeks I was really confronted. Didn't know where I was at. And then... Um, uh, no, headless chicken. Then I was really confronted, thinking, hang on, I'm in this room. I know I can answer questions, but why do I feel intimidated? Or, you know, this is stupid. What's going on? It didn't feel good when I was coming off the app. So I took two or three days out of the app and I said to myself, right, Beige, you need to just be yourself. Go in there. If there's a question and you feel you're qualified to answer it, answer it um, and give value. And you will, and just be yourself. Because I am, I can, I know my stuff, but also, I'm a bit cheeky, I'm a bit of a laugh, I'm more cheeky than most of the sort of serious people out there. And I thought, well, just be yourself. Either they'll love you, Marmite, 
or they'll hate you, right? Peanut butter. At least I, at least, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> and they'll hate you, peanut butter. Yeah, exactly. Or, and then at least you know, and then you can park clubhouse and move on. So for one week, I thought, just be yourself. Go in the morning rooms, and I'll be on breakfast with winners. We were there a lot. Ashley called me up a few times, and then when there's a few, few daytime eating rooms. And fortunately, people liked what I was saying. And how was, how was that? I was all of a sudden being brought up on stages, asked to mod, asked to share rooms, getting DMs. I thought, I love this. So, and I just found my sweet spot. What was really a great example was um, uh, about two months into Clubhouse, I got a WhatsApp message from this girl, from this woman, girl, woman, woman. All right. And she goes, Beju, um, uh, just want to say the person I see on Clubhouse, oh my God, where did that person come from? I said, what do you mean? And this person I've known on LinkedIn for eight, nine months. He goes, I've never seen that person on LinkedIn. He goes, it seems like your personality, the way you are. He goes, I love it. I love the way you go in there, you talk serious, but then you've got this sort of fun side of you, a bit cheeky. She goes, I, I shouldn't. I love it, but I shouldn't. <laughs> Why shouldn't you though? In business, we all buy from people. And and this has been regurgitated since, you know, the day of dawn. Nobody's stopped saying that. And it's never been more apparent than it is on Clubhouse because you you feel like you know these people, even though you've never, like some people you've obviously met, but then there's others that that you've never met. We'd never physically spoken to each other like this before today, but we'd spoken to each other so many times before that when we got on, we were like, yay, you know, excited to see each other. And that has been something that you just don't get the same when it's written. It's Mm. so different when it's, when it's voice and you speak to each other constantly authentically because you can't, you can't hide the bullshit for long. And for me, you can't hide the bullshit at all. And also it's a game changer. Like we might look at the screen, there might be like 10 people there, right? But there might be 300 people in the room. And sometimes there's a conversation going on, like it's like one, one on one or three or four, four. but you realize there's 300 people listening, earwigging. They're probably loving it, thinking it's like voyeurism. What's going on? What are they going to say? And there's a few times where it's kicked off. I've been in a few rooms where I've challenged people. It's kicked off, sometimes good way, sometimes bad way. But it's like people love it. And then they come on stage and might ask a question or comment, and then you get a few DMs. Oh, that was really good or not good or whatever. So, yeah, it's just just sensational. I love it. I love I love what how it's brought people together, especially at this time, where you know we're craving connection, but in a good way. A good way, you know. It's just it's yeah, it's magical. Yeah. So if people need your help, whereabouts can they find you? I'm very fortunate to have a very unusual name. So literally, if you Google Beju Slanky, you'll find me. But, you know, my whole thing is about helping you change your game. So I've got a great resource I've got. I don't know whether you can put this link on the podcast. is a, is a scorecard. And a scorecard, uh, it's called Change Your Game Scorecard. It measures how strong your game is. Your inner game, which is your mindset. Your game plan, how good you are at your strategy. And your outer game, which is all about how consistent you are in taking action and not procrastinating. So the scorecard will give you a score on how strong your game is and then give you some tips on how to improve the game. So they can do that and they'll get my resources. Yeah, Yeah, I'll get Vicky to add that to the podcast. Perfect. Footnote things, whatever they're called. Footnote thingy. Footnote thingies. Don't know, I'm shit at all that stuff. I just enjoy hosting the podcast and drinking gin usually. So the reason that we don't have gin today is because podcast, uh, because Beiju is only available for podcasts during the day because he's far too important. Well, hang on, hang on, Denise. Hang on, no, 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 no. While this is recording, I'm going to throw it back to you, right? You have, if you want to do an evening one, this is a bit more relaxed. Let's let's make it happen. Because when you yeah. DM me initially, you said, "Oh, what time?" and I gave you a link. But if you said, "Oh, I want to do an evening one," I'll find a special time. Don't worry. Oh, special time, baby. Uh, we can special time. <laughs> we can do it in a studio if we want. Find a studio and do it in real, whatever. Yeah, we could be like the lads and have our our own little studio, can't we? 
yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we'll make it. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Awesome. We'll do another one. We'll do a, a rerun. Yeah, we'll with do it in Jim. a couple of months' time. Oh, definitely, with Jim. Jim. Definitely. With Jim. Jim. What's your? What's your? Are you straight gin and tonic, or do you have one of those fever tree different types of flavors? Uh, so I'm an ad- avid fan of an Ophir gin, normal tonic with a slice of um, orange. Delicious. Wow. So uh, my drink of choice is Tom Collins. You know what Tom Collins is? No. You don't know Tom Collins and you're a gin no. drinker. Tom no. Collins is gin, sugar syrup, lime, and then um, soda water. Oh, okay. I could drink that. Yeah. Yeah. Sugar yeah. syrup, lime, soda water, and... Uh, I couldn't have too many of them because any of... Like, I like um, Brockman's gin and tonic, but it's quite fruity. So if I have too many of them, I get a really bad head the next day. And I don't mean, like, hangover head, 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 head like anyway. Headache. But... <laughs> But too much sugar really hurts yeah. the head the next day. Okay. No, nah, not for me. Cool. Anyway, yeah. we're coming to the end of the podcast and I end yeah. all the podcasts with eight mile moments. So I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. And I love Eminem. And he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him. He's skinny, he's white, his mum lives in a trailer. So that his opponent can't say anything bad back to him. So Beiju, what are the worst things about you? Wow, never been, what's the worst thing about me? What's the worst thing about me? What con- give me Do you want me to start listing them? Give me, give me, yeah, yeah, so yeah, you list them. Give me a context. Give me, give me one of yours and that gives me an idea of where we're going here. Mine, I procrastinate too much. I can be unorganised when I overthink things. I'm impatient with other people's excuses. Yeah, me too. Uh, the worst thing about me is... I'm very disciplined in what I do. worst thing about is... I can, you know, I'm, I'm very, you know, my fitness is important, but I can graze. I can have, I can destroy chocolate. The other worst things about no, my me, husband gets those massive, yeah. like bars like that and yeah, calls the, them the, personal bars. The other worst things about thing. yeah, I can do that easy. I can by the time you know you buy it at the garage. By the time I pay for it and get in the car, it's gone. That's ridiculous. No, it's sensational. Um, the worst things about me, I can't possibly say on this podcast. But for those, those worst things are. Best things for some people. Dirty, dirty dog. Right, booze cast isn't going to be good enough for this one. It's going to have to be like slut cast or something like that, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Beiju. And as always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast, you can contact us at podcast at find dash surveyors.co.uk say goodbye baby bye bye see you surveyors take care bye